Section 23 of Editorials of the Dial Magazine, Volume 66. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The routine cause for deportation cited against agitators is that of advocating the overthrow of the American government by force. This is notably the case with the 60-odd IWWs and others awaiting the pleasure of the immigration authorities at Ellis Island. Of course, that section of the amendment to the Immigration Act, which makes advocacy of the overthrow of this government by force, grounds for the deportation of an alien, is justifiable, although we should like to point out that the definition of what constitutes advocacy of the overthrow of this government by force is so vague that the pleaders for that mild degree of sabotage which is known as striking on the job are considered to come within the law's provisions. But the amendment to the Immigration Act goes much further. It specifically states that advocacy of the overthrow by force of any government whatsoever shall be considered grounds for the deportation of any alien. Now, to include this provision within the scope of the amendment is manifestly to make the law ridiculous, or, as is more plausibly the case, to make it just an instrument of indiscriminate coercion. Consider some of the absurd implications. The Friends of Russian Freedom, who before the war included some of our most upright and humanitarian leaders, would be liable to deportation under this act, provided, of course, that they lacked American citizenship papers. A political refugee from Siberia who came to this country to preach the evils of Tsarism and the necessity for a cleansing revolution in Russia would have been sent back to the Tsar's hangman. Before our beneficent war for democracy had robbed us of our most elementary conceptions of political asylum and freedom of speech, such a law could never have passed even a Senate Judiciary Committee. It would have been repugnant to those traditions of liberty which used to be dear to most Americans. We had always prided ourselves on the fact that our shores bounded a safe refuge for the persecuted of other lands. Certainly we cannot do so any longer. Yet it is the demonstrable hypocrisy of the recent law which makes it a stench in the nostrils of all decent men. Suppose that something like the present Soviet government in Russia should come to be officially recognized. Would the alien agitators from Russia, now in this country advocating the overthrow of that government by force, and part of that force our own soldiers, be deported to Russia if they continued in the strain of the recent advertisements in our daily papers? Another instance. Who of us cannot today arise in a public meeting and denounce the British government in Ireland to his heart's content, and end by advocating its overthrow by force? It would be a violation of the law, but it would be a violation very unlikely to be brought to a grand jury's attention, unless, of course, we were a dangerous labor agitator. And even then, the local district attorney would be likely to be easy. Why? Well, the Irish have a big vote in this country. They dominate many political machines. They have the sympathy of a large and powerful section of American organized labor. In other words, so long as an agitator against a foreign government is respectable, so long as he has any political backing in this country, so long as he is not mixed up with any radical wing of the labor movement, he can agitate against a foreign government as vigorously as he pleases. It is only the weak and the unprotected who have to fear deportation. 
if for example the hindus recently scheduled for deportation had an influence on american political life commensurate with the irish who of us would be so naive as to imagine that they would now be awaiting the pleasure of the immigration authorities we cite these pitiful cases last for not only do they illustrate the manifest hypocrisy of the law but also how far we have wandered from our former proud estate of political asylum we stand ready to-day to deport hindus who advocate the overthrow of the british government in india by force indeed we have already actually deported some of them blind or indifferent to the fact that such deportation for a hindu nationalist usually means execution by the british authorities as long as any government however corrupt or tyrannical or vicious is formally recognized refugees have not the right in the united states to advocate their overthrow by force of that government we do not of course say or even mean to imply that the government of india under british rule is either corrupt or tyrannical or vicious but we do say that even ten years ago it would never have occurred to us to deny a hindu refugee the right to say exactly that if he thought it was true end of section twenty three